and a mouse keep running, running and 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 running, running Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I am Jim. This is the Midweek Show. And while it has been said that it is mid, it's actually just midweek. And with that, you may have noticed if you're playing at home that we did not have our main show on Sunday night here on the regular feed. That was because Jason, who was actually on a little bit of a trip down Florida way, ended up having something get wacky with his audio. It wasn't really his fault. I believe it was the software, the program that we record through that I'm recording through right now. So fingers crossed, but they are having some updates and these weird little additions and stuff. And I don't know what happened, but it sounded worse than if he was BJ McKay and his best friend, Barry sounded like he was coming through a CB. I tried my best to fix it, but I did not think that it was the quality that should be on this regular feed. It is on the Patreon. If you are inspired, me and him did talk about Daredevil and the Hulk on that, but it is sus. It's one of those things where I would hate to have somebody tune in for the first time and think that that is the sound quality that we usually have. So it remained on the Patreon. And what I decided to do then for this midweek show is I'm going to talk about Daredevil. I'll talk about it myself. I'll mention some things that Jason had said. And with that, it allowed me to read it a bunch more times. And I have to admit that every time I read it, I liked it a little bit more. I still don't think it was stellar. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10, but most issues aren't. Even though it seems like if you go to Comic Book Roundup, that's what most reviewers think, right? They think everything is a 10 out of 10. It's a bunch of hooey. But we'll get through it and you'll see that I did like a bunch of things that still continues. The big mystery of who the heck is Goldie and what is he up to? But in that, you have some weird plays going on that are very interesting and intriguing. And what I'll be doing is talking mostly about the main story. I'll mention quickly the Ennocenti hand story. Little twist there. Maybe a little mini Marvels by the end. But we'll go through that issue. We'll see how long this does take us. But before we get into that, please go over to Twitter. At WS Marvel Comics, WS stands for Weird Science, and follow us and we'll follow you back. 100% follow back policy. And then go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, to read reviews of most of the books that come out each and every week from Marvel. My man Gabe and my man Carl are doing reviews over there. I haven't reviewed anything on the site for quite some time. I am what you call a lazy fella. So, Maybe I'll get inspired to do some. And it's funny because a lot of the times we end up talking about these things. And afterwards, I get inspired like, okay, I already talked about them. I already know what I, you know, feel. I could just go and write quick review on the site. Seems easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But by the time I end up stop recording and then maybe open up my Grammarly, I lose all sort of inspiration. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'd rather take a nap. Naps are better than that, but I think I might get a little bit more inspired to 
write some reviews. I got some shade thrown at me by Double Aaron. I thought it was shade. He'll say it wasn't. I thought it was backdoor shade talking about how Gabe does all the reviews that he said he's going to get off his duff and do some reviews, which would be awesome because his reviews on the site in the past were pretty good. So with that, and that's kind of backdoor shade that I didn't say they were great. So take that double A, Ron. Also, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. And with that, you'll help us out for everything that we do here on the regular feed, but also get some Patreon exclusive shows, including our Patreon Spotlight, the Badass Picks of the Week, a podcast that me and Jason do every Thursday. It goes up on Thursday night, and it ends up featuring two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, which are the two highest levels on the Patreon. They pick with a poll, end up going in Poland, and then the top two people, or the top two books that are picked. Now I'm losing my focus here. Top two books that are picked we are talking about on that Patreon-only spotlight. And it looks like this week, I'm looking at the poll right now, coming up just tomorrow as I record, Thursday night, you would get to listen to us talk about the Fantastic Four number 46, Dan Slott's last issue, and Damage Control number one, the first issue by the creator and writer of the Goldbergs. So you get to hear us talk about those. I have heard some things about Damage Control that aren't really getting me inspired to read it. But I'll be reading that when we're done here to get ready for recording tomorrow. So there, now you know my schedule. Also, I believe I will go upstairs. I have to put away the dinner that I made. I ended up making what I call a turkey goulash. It's very odd. It's like this crazy, what my kids call the meal, because we're all trying to work out and get in shape. And this is like a healthy meal that we have like three days a week. It's nonsense, but it's okay. It's good for us, right? Has a little bit of the vegetables in it and stuff, uh, but I have to put that away. Then I have to clean the pan. See, I'm giving you my whole schedule. Then I'll probably go brush my teeth, and then I'll go and lay down, and I'll start reading some books before bedtime. And that's, I say, before bedtime. It'll probably be about 3.30 a.m. when I go to bed, and I have to get up at 7.30 to go to the gym with my wife because I said we're trying to get in shape. We're trying to get in shape, we czar. So take that. Take that, Ronald McDonald. But here we go. We're going to go into this. Like I said, I'm going to go through Daredevil number two, the book that came out last week because of the idea that our recording got a little bit crazy, little snafus in there. So I'm going to go off right now to talk about that book. All right. And this is uh, Daredevil number two. It's legacy number 650 that Marvel seems to think is a big anniversary. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. 650, right? And I think that's the paper anniversary, if you ask me. And I think all the time that these numbers are fudged. And it's weird, not just the 650 kind of being treated as an anniversary, but also that it's there at the number two issue of just coming back, you know, to this story you end up. It doesn't interrupt anything, so I get it. But you end up having an Anne No Senti story thrown in in the mini Marvels, which is okay. It just is odd. To have this and I do think that these numbers are completely fudge and I do believe that it's one of those where CB Svolsky walks into a room where you have this poor little guy who looks like an accountant probably actually looks like droopy dog and CB Svolsky goes hey are we at legacy 650 right that's where we're at and the poor guy's like no we're at 646 and then CB Svolsky says well can we pretend to be 650 and the guy says well we can't pretend we can get in trouble and C.B. Spolsky goes, really? 
because I pretended I was Japanese for a while and it really worked out for me, right? The Japanese I was. And the guy's like, oh, woe is me. And then they just say 650 and go with it. Japanese he was. But you end up with this where you end up, I said, you had this Anno Seni story in there and you also have many Marvels, but you also get some guest artists and things like that. This is written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Marco Cacetto. Colors by uh, Matthew Wilson. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. You also have flashback art by Raphael De La Torre. Be better if it was flash dance art and you just had like a spread of Jennifer Beals, all that water coming down on her and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Also, guest art by Alex Maleev, Paul Azaceta, Phil Noto, Chris Samney, Klaus Jansen, Mike Hawthorne, John Romita Jr., and Scott Hanna. And down at the bottom, editor in chief, CB. Sabolski, right? Straight from Japan, he is. So we go into this, and you end up having a story that's a lot about Goldie. It's a lot about Goldie Goldman, who is shining gold. He is. And he is telling Matt that he was there all along to push things along. He was there as a guardian angel. Now, you think of a guardian angel that would be somebody that would keep you out of trouble. Goldie is playing the idea that he's getting word from high. And I mean way high, he's getting word from God, who is trying to push Matt in a way where it's tragedy and pain that's making him better. It's getting him towards being daredevil, and he should be grateful and all this. And it's one of those things where you wonder if Matt's going to fight back at this. Matt, a very religious guy, a very religious book, this daredevil has always been. Even though this week I ended up getting in a fight with a guy on Twitter who claimed that Chip Zdarsky is pushing the religion too much in this book and that nobody else ever did that. And this guy prefers the Frank Miller daredevil. And really? Like you're talking about religion and this stuff and you're saying that you like the Frank Miller stuff. You're off your rocker, pal. But here is the recap. The world believes Matt Murdock is dead, leaving him to fully live as daredevil, the man without fear. His partner in life and protecting Hell's Kitchen Electra has made plans for them to leave New York City together to rule the fist, the ancient and equal opposite to the deadly hand ninja clan. I'm more afraid of the elbow clan. They're pretty hard hitting, though. Right now, the foot clan's like, why do we have to fight turtles? This seems more exciting over here. En route to meet his former flame, Kirsten McDuffie, to reveal his true feelings for and say his goodbyes, Daredevil is ambushed by an old friend. Robert Goldie Goldman. Spouting delusions of being Daredevil's guardian angel, Goldie revealed he knows the truth about Matt's double life and has plans for both his alter egos right before Kirsten's train was consumed by a massive explosion. I like the way they say that, consumed by a mass, massive explosion. I just say it blew up. It blown up, it did. I'm not a fancy guy, though. So you go into this, and as I said, this story is a lot about Goldie saying that, yeah, little pushes little bit of this hey i'm gonna nudge this guy this way whisper in his ear here go here all this has led to matt becoming daredevil and we see something like a tack in a bike tire can end up saving a guy from blowing up in an explosion in a house you can end up where he is running to see kirsten now he has to get with electra they're going off the fist now we know if you've been reading at least that the whole thing with Electra when she talked to Stick way, way, way back in the regular run of Daredevil, at least the first part of Daredevil with Chip Zdarsky, where Electra ended up 
talking to Stick about this fist deal and that the prophecy is they needed to come together to take down the hand, but somebody has to die. Electra or Matt has to die by the end of this, right? So that's that crazy deal. And then Electra started this whole deal becoming Daredevil just to convince Matt that she's on the up and up. I've, I've changed. I'm better. So that he would join. And though she ended up seemingly taking to the job pretty well. She enjoyed it. So now more of the, again, more on the up and up. And there they go. They're going to go off with this fist stuff. But Matt went to try to catch Kirsten. What would have happened? We don't know. That's the weird play. Because at the end, we will get them to meet. And you're going to say, how could that be? She done blown up. But she didn't. We'll see. But in that was this whole play and this push that if Matt would have caught up to Kirsten, this would have changed his overall trajectory. Would it have been that he'd have a distraction when he goes off with Electra? Maybe he decides not to go, though he seems to think that that would be a thing anyway. But she's dead now. It's weird. So he's there with Goldie. Goldie starts telling him, this is what I do. I get word of things to do to help you to end up. And, and again, helping Matt in a way that could be just the worst stuff that could happen. It could be really, really awful things, but it makes him a better hero. And that's where you get an argument. There is an argument out there. What makes a hero? Does tragedy make a better hero than just somebody who decides to be heroic? But you end up where all of this has led Matt to become this hero and not just Daredevil. Matt, the defender and helping people, and I mean defender as in a lawyer, but all the other things as well. But yeah, it ends up making him the better person. But would he have been that anyway? We don't know. But Goldie seems to think that all he does is get word of what to do, and he does it. And it's supposed to be for the good, the overall good, even though it might be painful in the process for Matt and a lot of other people. But as this is going on, Goldie just jumps off the bridge. It's like sayonara. Sucker, there you go. Everything I did was for the good of everyone else because I ended up being able to make the savior of the city. Daredevil jumps off the bridge, and he is very, very supernatural suddenly, very much so once he's revealed, you know, this whole deal and started glowing and things. So you end up having Matt have to chase him. He jumps off of the bridge as well, and then all of a sudden a bunch of train cars come through and even cars, all these things coming as this bridge ends up collapsing. And it was a weird play. I didn't really get exactly what was happening at this point. And in an issue that ends up having a lot of wacky stuff that ends up changing or ends up not feeling right. It did throw me off at first, but it does seem to be something that's just there to trap Matt. Because Matt's going to save people. There's an old lady. He ends up saving the old lady. Then he hears a heartbeat in the one train and goes, there's one guy in it. And he goes and saves this guy. But in the meantime, as that guy gets out, he gets trapped under the train cars. And that allows Goldie to walk over and start talking a lot of crap, right? Not even crap. I mean, Goldie goes over, got his hands in his pocket. He's chilling like a villain and ends up saying, you know, this is what ends up happening. I don't know how my powers work. He keeps telling Matt keeps saying, how are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he keeps saying, listen, it's not about me. I'm just this vessel. I, I'm told to do things. I'm told to whisper in this guy's ear. I'm told to wait too long for a coffee at here. I'm told all these things. We saw this already. And so he ends up saying it again. And you end up having the trapped daredevil say, Goldie, you killed people. You killed so many people. And he says, you're right. I have. But it was all 
to bump things towards you. It was all to make you better. He says, but all I did this time was bump into a man a week ago because he says you killed Kirsten too. He says, I bumped into a man a week ago and pointed him to the library where it turns out he used their computer to look up how to build a bomb and then he detonated it while sitting on his hated commuter train. So this guy was easily pushed towards us. I don't know what you do. It's like, hey, buddy, you ever hear this library thing? I don't know what they say about it, but they got computers and books. Pretty cool place. This guy's like, yeah, that sounds cool. And goes over and then just, you know, as somebody would, just start looking up how to make a bomb and then blows up a train. It just happens to have Kirsten in. But does it just happen to have Kirsten in? Because all this stuff, again, is for a purpose, an overall purpose of making Daredevil and Matt a bigger hero. And so you end up where Goldie says, I was always there. You were always a hero, but I was always there. And says when he met Matt back in college, where he's there with Foggy and ahead of them, Matt's walking with Electra. So you have a time frame there. You end up where he said, I was already hearing voices. And again, this might be the idea of, you know, Goldie, you're, you're insane. You're, you're schizophrenic. You have dis- delusions. But how could that be fully the case when? The things that do end up happening are big and are important. And that's what Chip Zdarsky has to show us now. You can't just have Goldie show up in the here and now and say, hey, by the way, I pushed you all along. I was the one. If you don't see examples, you're not going to believe it. And we get an example here, pretty big one, where there is, you know, the, the time frame. Matt and Electra just getting to know each other. They're getting a little smoochy smoochy. And you end up having Foggy upset because it's now another dude's night with Goldie watching movies. But Goldie says, I knew then right there that you were an angel. You were the, I heard God telling me, and now I see the angel that you were, that you were going to fight the devils, all these things. And he says, you were an angel and a devil kind of playing with the daredevil horns. But this is what intrigued him and saw his life purpose. So he says, I ended up becoming a hidden disciple of you. And I was the disciple to the book of Matthew Murdoch. And you end up where Daredevil's just, come on, man, this is crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what, but I can get you help. And Goldie's like, you know, to the end. I mean, I have trapped you under all this nonsense. I'm telling you all this. Kirsten's dead. And you still want to help me. You are the greatest. Like, he really is part of the Matt Murdoch Daredevil fan club. He's just that crazy fan. That everybody gets, I'm sure. And you end up where he says, oh, you are, you have that redeemer's heart. You prove me right again, time and time again. And you end up where Matt's like, I don't understand. And he says, well, I'll tell you, you know, all your successes. I ended up helping you out a little. And we go in that little push where you end up having a big scene when Electra and her dad were kidnapped by terrorists. You end up where Matt wasn't yet Daredevil, but he ends up suiting up in his, you know, scarf around his head and his cane, and he goes to attack. Now, in this, it's a crazy deal, because in this, when he goes into this room where the terrorists are around Electra and her dad, this ends up that Electra was testing Matt to recruit him to the hand. So if this works out, you're going to get Matt where Electra, come on, let's go join the hand. This changes history, right? And this is what I like about this, where you end up having some people change the mythos of books. Jason Aaron recently said that the Phoenix Force was Thor's mom. That's complete nonsense. He tried to get his way out of that a little bit, but still nonsense. But in this, instead of changing 
what happened. We see the impetus of how it did happen. The, the end result's still the same, still the exact same scene. And really, you get Chip Starsky showing the subtleness of Goldie. This isn't Goldie grabbing a gun and shooting somebody. No, when these terrorists are there, Matt goes in quietly and he starts attacking the terrorists. They even say, Electra through this whole thing could have taken care of all the people there and freed her, but this was the test. Is Matt good enough to join the hand with her? She ends up attacking, he ends up attacking, and then by the end, you end up having her dad get shot. They think that her dad's one of the terrorists. They start shooting through windows. That happened. That That's set in stone. That's the deal. But how did that happen? Well, down below, Goldie ended up getting this little voice in his head that said, hey, this one guy here, this one cop, he's got an itchy trigger finger and will probably shoot anybody if you yell the right thing. And this is almost like yelling fire in a crowded theater. You end up during this, a guy gets kicked out of the window and they're way up in this building in the college. And as that happens, somebody yells, they're killing the hostages. We find out that was Goldie. That's what he did. So the scene itself plays out pretty much exactly the way it it did. But we find out that what was really behind that itchy trigger finger was Goldie, who ends up taking advantage, getting where it ends, takes advantage of this guy who's nervous and jerky, yells they're killing the hostages, boom. And so with that, Electra's dad dies. She goes away. She goes with the hand. Matt ends up staying. He ends up becoming Daredevil, all that stuff. Without this little push, we would have had a change. We would have had possibly Matt going off the hand and everything changes. So you see that that was the case, that Goldie was there. Then I thought that was very, very well done. The way that is and doesn't change anything. It actually keeps everything solid of what happened back in the day, but shows you that little bit of, oh, that's what really happened there. Okay. So you end up, and while this is going on, Goldie's still talking, and Daredevil's still pinned down under this, you know, rock. And somebody throws a rock at Goldie. It's a very odd scene here where a bunch of people come, some bystanders come. Hey, you get away from the Daredevils. Why aren't you helping them? He's like, yeah, I got things to do. So Goldie walks away. These people start helping. And again, after the idea of, oh, man, and there's Matt probably sitting there like, really? Like all that pain Electra had to go through. And even the pain of her leaving him and stuff like that that he had to go through. All this stuff, it ends up where it was Goldie doing that. but. Overall, as we stand right now, especially, it was all done for the good of the end game. Now you have Matt being Daredevil. Obviously, Elektra has been Daredevil recently, so they're kind of sharing the mantle. Everything seems fine right now. And when these people come in, this one lady ends up even mentioning that Daredevil ended up saving her brother in a car crash. So you end up finding out, okay, yeah, there was some pain and suffering. Some people died. Some close people, Electra's dad, but in the end deal, somebody was saved and a lot more. And it ends up becoming, and even Goldie spelled it out either in this issue or last, the idea of the numbers game. Yeah, Kirsten might have died in this train, but the other people as well. Say there was 40 people. 40 people died to then probably get Matt to save, you know, 10 million, whatever it would be. I know 10 million is a little over the top. I don't know why I said that, but that numbers game, but. Usually heroes, they don't like to play the numbers game. One death is too much. So you end up, though, that they get Daredevil out. Like I said, it's, it's it kind of plays off as an odd scene. Now, 
Daredevil goes off and says, I got to catch this guy. I got to go take down this guy. This guy's a moider. He's done bad things. He's evil. I got to go get him. And he goes, and even in this weird way of narration, says that Goldie ascended to that construction site. It's, it's a weird play of like, you know, and there was a big thing with Kent Brockman on The Simpsons. President Reagan dies. His hair. It's such a weird play. If he ascended, like, what? I mean, I saw the guy with angel wings. So are you, oh, you mean ascended up to the top of this construction site? I get it. Now, it's raining really bad. And I'll have to defer to anybody who would be somebody. Somebody would know about construction of high rises. I don't know that you'd be working in this type of, this looks like a bad brainstorm, but people are still working only to kind of jar Matt and this, you know, the sound, the sound combined with the rain. You got a guy with a jackhammer. He might be jackhammering like a bucket. I don't know what he's doing. In there, jackhammering the bucket. They're like, look at that guy. He's got a bucket of water. He's jackhammering it. And at least he's doing something, right? So you end up where all that throws Matt off as Goldie kind of talks nonsense and then jumps off. And it's funny, too, because Goldie now in this point, it, to my mind, it's that it's not meant for him to die. He knows that. So he could just jump off buildings and something will happen like one of the crane hooks will grab onto his coat, swing him over to the side. Then the coat will rip and he'll land on a board. He's like a Mr. Magoo. He is. Mr. Magoo, look at him. Oh, Magoo. But you end up where Matt chases him down and ends up punching him. They're going at each other. Why did you kill Kristen? Why did you do that? Why did you kill all those people? And he says, I just did what I know should happen. That train exploding will make you a better man, a hero reborn. You just need to have faith. Like me, I know what I'm doing. Like I said, I'm your guardian angel, Matt. And you end up where you have a bunch of these guest artists come in now to show the little things that happen where, you know, maybe, and it says an elevator left on the correct floor leads to a low-level gangster's escape, but then right into the hands of the FBI who are staking them out with information worth bargaining for. Like, these are the little twists and turns that have made, you know, everybody's life maybe, but really Matt's as well. And some of the things where... Yeah, you have Typhoid Mary goes to Fisk, then goes to Matt, causes a lot of trouble. This was a push. You end up where more recently where you have the prison stuff. And he says, I wasn't involved in everything. Some of the stuff was just your heroics and things you did. But you end up seeing Matt. He's there in that prison. They're fighting. You also see the Fisk for mayor. You see Electra and Daredevil fighting some hand guy. Like all these things going. And that's where you get the Chris Samney art, which I really love. And I really do want that firepower daredevil crossover that we all need right now. And I demand it. But you end up having all these little art things, one page pull out type deals of, hey, I was there here and I did that and all that. You do get one that's really good with Bullseye, where you do see Electrum Bullseye there, you know, that comes to trouble. But also, and again, that's the idea of, Things needed to happen. Things did happen. Things were pushed to happen. But you get something more recently, and that is when you had Bullseye, when he was going insane, shooting everybody in the city. And you, at that point, if you go back, you do see an angel kind of pushing Bullseye to do it. Bullseye's like, man, it stinks. You know, I hate the people who made this gun because that made me miss once. And you know what, Daredevil, he's like losing his mind of missing some shots. Daredevil made me miss, and I'm the greatest shot ever. 
All of a sudden, this angel came and said, well, why don't you show it? Why don't you prove it? And we see in this scene that it's not just an angel. It was Goldie that he pushed him. So you see even stuff that we didn't even realize before. Kind of thought that he had lost his mind, old bullseye. But he was seeing Goldie appear to him to push him in that way again to get mad out of jail, to get Electra, Daredevil. All the stuff was part of the big plan. And it's really cool to think back and play it out. But then we go back to the present, and it is Daredevil just beating the crap out of Goldie. At one point, Goldie ends up punching Matt in the, the ribs and says, yeah, this voice tells me that your ribs hurt, uh, and ends up hitting him. But again, it's this play of you need to have pain to get over that hump to become a better hero, and all these things that I pushed you from and to and all that all are for the greater good to make you a better man, a better hero, all that stuff going on, and then ends up kind of going with this deal of, well, you know, you have to have faith because God's great. This God guy, he's pretty cool. You might think he's bad because all these things that you're thinking right now are bad things that he made me push you towards and whatnot. Then he says, I don't know. God's pretty good to the fact that maybe Kirsten isn't dead. Maybe he's a forgiving God. Maybe he's a nice God. Maybe she didn't die, which makes no sense. In anything we've seen, this is where it gets really wacky and really, you know, kind of supernatural, spiritual type deal because he's like, huh? And he runs off. He goes off to check the platform, the whole thing. Now, even in that, nobody should be there. Time has passed. All this stuff, it just doesn't add up where he goes. And all of a sudden, it's raining. All of a sudden, when he gets this platform, you see him with his, you know, radar, sonar sense there. And there's Kirsten and everybody else. They're, they're alive. That train that blew up was not the train they were on. All of a sudden, it stops raining. It gets sunny. Pretty crazy, right? And the idea of Kirsten saying, oh, no, 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 that train was out of order and went. Well, we were here. We, there was nobody there before. Kirsten was gone. This is something that changed. This is something that even in my mind goes with the fact of it's kind of wacky. And I may be completely wrong, but if something happens, but then it's fixed in a different way, you can fix that thing. At the point, Matt was going to see Kirsten, and it seemed like maybe at that point he might have been distracted, may not have gone off with Electra. But since this point, he ended up realizing, I have to go with Electra. Even says in this, I have to go and marry Electra. That makes things right, almost like a timeline fixing thing. And boom, Kirsten's alive. Nobody was on that train. It ended up out of order, went and blew up. So it's such a weird, weird play where he then goes and he says, Kirsten, I wanted to tell you I love you. She says, oh, my God, you know, daredevil, that's crazy talk. We barely know each other. One kiss. And then he says, oh, oh, yeah, she doesn't know I'm mad. Okay, let's keep it this way. This was nice. We had this little moment. But I'm going off to Electra. I'm going off to the fist. And he says, a moment before the next train out, before I move on to the fist, to their rituals, a moment before I marry Electra. It's kind of weird where now it becomes this nice little thing of him being able to kind of say goodbye to Kirsten and then go to what he was up to. And that seems to have fixed things. Maybe this is where Matt, and again, this could get really hokey. This could get really convoluted. But maybe Matt realizes at a point, if I can if I can see the path I'm supposed to go down and fix it in a way, maybe I can save some people that way as well. Very odd. It's a very odd thing. 
I hope that I'm explaining it in some sort of way that might make sense down the line. I don't know. We're going to have to see. Uh, But, yeah, all of that is for him to kind of confirm the deal. Yeah, I'm going off to join Electra Fist. Mary gets thrown in. And, uh, yeah, that's how that part with Matt ends. Kristen's okay. But then we get Goldie, who then walks into the police department and goes, hey, by the way, that train that blew up, it was me. Which, again, how is that the play now? Because now it's an out-of-order train. But did that guy who he made the push still blow it up, how it blew up? I don't know. Is this a different way that he's just saying, yeah, it was a terrorist deal. I blew up a train. I don't know. But he ends up going in with his hands up and says, it was me. I need to be arrested. The cops come to him. But then he says, as he starts glowing, I need a special prison. It's where I need to be for him. So whatever he's doing, whatever he's up to, this is something like, does he want to get taken to the raft? Does he want to get taken where he shows his power because he needs to be somewhere different? He doesn't need to be in Rikers at this moment. He needs to be somewhere bigger, some sort of, you know, meta prison type deal where that will end up eventually helping Matt in some way. I would get in my little guess that he needs to be somewhere where he's going to be maybe a cellmate or be able to meet some people who, you know, villains of daredevils, maybe some other people where he's going to be able to influence them to have something going on. But it's a pretty cool idea of how that part ends. And even though I'm still confused with Goldie, I'm very, very intrigued of how this goes. And I trust Chip Zdarsky. I love Chip Zdarsky. So I trust him that he has an overall plan. We saw that he kind of set things up with Bullseye earlier with Goldie pushing him. So I have faith that this is going to be something really good, really special. And even though I'm still kind of confused, you get the Anno Seni deal next, and it's Anno Seni writing with Chip Zdarsky on art. It's a story called The Hand. It's kind of a clever idea of going where you think it's the hand, you know, and you're going to get some karate, but it's actually a gangster's hand that the mob, the mob ended up killing him because he had some debts, whatnot. But now they're using his frozen dead hand but fingerprints on guns to get people who actually murder people now it looks like this dead guy did it he's on the run the police are going to be involved trying to catch a dead man who really didn't do this at the end of the story matt actually informs and it's a kid who you know ends up having to do this these kids end up being like little toadies there that they're made okay get the hand out put it on the gun let's leave the gun here that's how we play this the mom's involved in cleaning you know the crazy things that have blood all over it's just this cover-up story but at the end matt goes and says by the way the guy whose hand it is he's left-handed you have the right hand use that information however you want and it's like you could go to the cops and say hey by the way these gangsters but you could have done that without anything even if it was the right or left hand but you end up having that's okay and then you get Mini Marvel's deal that I got a chuckle out of. I actually got a chuckle out of it. It's it's Bullseye wanting to join in the club with Electra and Daredevil. He's trying his best to kind of be there. Hey, it's me. I'm part of the, the team here. And then he ends up getting Electro, which I, I thought that the deal is, is like he wants to be Daredevil so bad who has Electro. So he went and got Electro and he's like, hey, look at us. We got this, my partner. And yeah, it's just funny at the end. And they're yelling at each other. Uh, Matt and Bullseye And it's just cute, it's a cute little deal It's not much, but it's cute So overall, again, I'll give you my store, Score, I almost coughed there I'll give you my score, mainly for 
the regular Daredevil deal, and I'm going to give it an 8.3. I could even go 8.5. I'm still, again, we're still being given dribs and drabs. It's really good, but you still don't know exactly what's going on. Some of the things are confusing, and but it's good. It's weird. I want to give it a little higher, but I, I really don't think I can go that much higher than an 8.5. So I'll stop at an 8.5. I'd like to hear what everybody thinks about it as well. Uh, but there you go. I went through that one. I hope that it didn't come out as convoluted as it seemed to be in my head as I was talking. But it's tough to talk about things like this on your own. And wondering who's listening. Who knows? But with all that, that's the midweek show. A little odd kind of emergency type podcast here since our regular podcast wasn't there on Sunday. So we'll be back to the regular scheduled programs here. We'll have our Star Wars show on Friday. We'll have the regular show on Sunday. So with all that, I hope everybody enjoyed this. And if you did, maybe rate and review the podcast. That'd be pretty cool of you. Also go to Twitter's at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Go over to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com where I do believe Gabe reviewed the Daredevil deal so you can see what he thinks. And also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where we have a bunch of Marvel stuff. We also have DC, indie, manga, movies, TV, all the stuff, all the stuff you want. A lot of reading groups as well, reading clubs, where we just go through a series. We have one for Hellboy. We have one for The Walking Dead, Spawn, Gotham Central, uh, the Marvel Ultimate Universe. We have all this stuff going on. Just go and check it out at the Weird Science. What is it? Patreon.com slash Weird Science. It's getting late. It took me a while to record this. I kept messing up and changing. And then at the end, I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go through it. So I hope it didn't come off as bad as I am uh, kind of yeah, a little bit of uh, wondering. So with all that, I can't even make sentences. So it's time for me to go. Thanks, everybody. And I'll talk to you later. How dare you? You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.